I, I'm supposed to drink this. Yeah. Okay. You're supposed to eat and drink everything that's in your face today. <laughs> Jesus. That's not the first time Richie's heard that. Hey, oh, we're recording now, Cisco. This is the show. Oh, shit, <laughs> take this seriously for God's sake. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, come on, get get dirtier. It's like you've never listened to the Do show. Do not before. tell anyone that I'm illegal. Okay, we'll get to that later. So, what oh, am Richie. I drinking? This this smells like tomato soup, tomato soup. It's a michelada. Okay. And What's that? It's, What's uh, that? Spanish for? No, it's like you're not Mexican at no, all. It's, it, I don't think it has a specific <laughs> he name. He doesn't speak Spanish. He like, speaks Mexican. Oh, that's right. Oh, I'm so sorry. Was I offensive you speak there? Mexican. I mean, he can. Uh, but it's like it's like a Bloody Mary, but uh, okay, but beer, but beer. Cheers. Clinkies. I mean, <clears throat> cheers. That's bizarre. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, if you don't like it, uh, I think that's going to be the theme you, of this you, episode. You though. can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay, Richie, you need to you need to describe for the people at home what is what's uh, going on. So, okay, um, I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking fizzy t- tomato soup. Is what's going on. <laughs> In a broader sense, uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different than what we're used to doing. Um, it's going to be a little bit more casual, a little bit more laid back, I guess. Not that like our other episodes were ever particularly formal or indeed insightful, or I guess even good, <laughs> or funny, or anything really. I've, but I've listened to every episode and I can, you know. i listened to some episodes. Some episodes? Why some. not all of them? Because you guys suck. I mean, See, that's what I mean. There we go. You know, I've only listened to a few as well, don't worry. <laughs> good stuff. I but actually just uh, listened to the first, like, 10 seconds and the last, like, 15. Oh, just enough to pass comments with me when we see each other and work. Oh, no, no, no just to listen to the theme song, and then I'm like, oh, oh yeah, got okay. It. So for broader con Cisco's just getting up and walking away now. He's not taking this seriously at all. Our butler is making a lot of noise. Okay. Um, okay, in case you guys didn't realize, we have two guests. I was going to say special guests, but you haven't earned that that particular title yet. You're just <laughs> guests right now. Francisco Martinez and Hassan. Um, Hassan, you might also know a supermarket love, the composer, producer of our theme music. Well, also, my real name is Francisco. Shut up, Cisco. Cisco. You guys want to say hi so they know your voice? Hey, 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 this is my radio voice. Shout out to, uh, you know, all the Irish people who are going to hate me after this show. Oh, oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that. So yeah, this show is a little bit different. We actually don't have that many Irish listeners on board. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right, cool. <laughs> But yeah, this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's a bit of a, I guess what I'm kind of tentatively calling a retrospective. For those of you who've been listening to the show for a while now, you know that I've been living in America for the past couple of years, but pretty soon I'm going to be jetting off back to the motherland for a brief spell before taking off to London. Seeing as my time in the US is coming to a close, it'll be a good time, good moment to... Cisco, stop Snapchatting. Live in the moment for a goddamn second, you fucking millennial. <laughs> this shit I have to deal with every fucking hell. I'm trying to have a sincere moment here. Anyway, fuck. Right. I'm going back to I'm going back to, I'm going back to Ireland, then I'm going to London. So I thought I'd take this moment to kind of have a little bit of a retrospective, talk about America as a whole, how it's kind of evolved, how it's changed while I've been here, uh, and then also get some extra additional context from these two fine fellows sitting with me now who are both America's American citizens, but also have different perspectives based on their heritage and their families and how they grew up. Francisco, you're Mexican. You're supposed to say C. C. Arriba, arriba. See what? And Hassan, you're Muslim. And those are two perspectives that are, I feel, are interesting to bring into conversation right now, given the current political administration and how they factored into the shit show that is American politics right now, I guess. So we thought it'd be good to have you guys here today for this episode as we kind of dissect all this stuff. Generally speaking, we're going to be talking about America and how it kind of feels and is how it feels to be American and how it's also perceived to be American from the outside. Steve can give us that perspective and how all those things have changed, you know, how, do, how these things have changed based on the political landscape and how that's shifted. I don't know what I just said or what that even means. You sounded very smart. Yeah, I sounded, but I'm not. I think and that's, that's the, the secret accent. of the show. I think that's just the accent. <laughs> the accent? It's a very intelligent accent. You should know this, Steve. Uh, I, don't know if that's, I don't know if that's how we're generally afraid in Amer- American media. I don't know if smartness is what's usually associated with being Irish. Iron Irish people are drunks. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and in addition to all these wonderful talking points, we're going to be punctuating it with me trying out all of the shitty American snacks I've been actively abo- avoiding over the past three years. So we've got a, a court, what I can only describe as a cornucopia of mistakes laid out in front of us but the first thing we're going to try is something that cisco has been bothering me about since i since the day i touched down on american soil and that's lucky charms magically delicious yeah i don't know what that means 
Um, so Lucky Charms. Can either can either of the Americans sing the theme tune? I don't know. It's just. Is, is there like it's magically? Delicious. I mean, that's, that's all. Yeah, that's all. It's stuck with me. Uh, oh, uh, no! Hearts, stars, and horseshoes. Clovers and blue moons. Pots of golden rainbow. And me red balloon. <laughs> oh, you heard that? <laughs> 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 I totally forgot. That is the, uh, the beauty of advertising. So Cisco is yeah. going to do a thing that he alerted to him. Uh, he, he warned me of earlier. Instead of having his lucky charms with milk, like a sane human being, Steve, he's going to have his lucky charms with Guinness. With, with what? With Guinness. He's substituting milk for Guinness in this practice cereal. Yeah, I was as shocked as you were. What do we call it? I'm not saying that. On, okay. I came up with a name for this and I don't want it in the show, so I might beep it out because my parents listen to <laughs> no, this don't. show. No, I'm beeping it out because my parents listen to this show. But I called it an <laughs> or Or here, so that you don't... Don't, so don't say it because I'm not beeping out again. Don't keep mentioning it. He said he's doing it for me. I don't want this to be done in my name at all. Uh, cheers. We're going to click together a bowl of cereal. Uh, so you're having yours with Guinness, as we said. Guinness. You, I, you, you, you were operating under the assumption that this would make it more Irish. I would say it makes it less Irish, but not only less Irish, but also, but also an insult to being Irish. I think this Irish. is revolutionizing the way we eat Lucky Charms in America. Okay. All right. I'm going to try it. You know what? It's actually pretty good. <laughs> Are they magically delicious? I won't go that far. <laughs> so, Steve, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think the idea of Lucky Charms, is that offensive to you? Nah. Like, is that racist? No, I mean, it's pretty hard-pressed. It's pretty hard-pressed to find something that actually makes me feel offended when people make fun of Irishness. I shrug. I shrug and I kind of roll my eyes, but like, I'm not, I'm not really different. offended. Yeah. Francisco, like, as a Mexican, what, how would you feel if there was a Mexican equivalent of Lucky Charms? Like, there was a stereotypical Mexican on the front of it, and it was called, like, Sombrerios. And the cereal was actually little sombreros. Uh, you know what? So growing up, we we grew up uh, buying. My parents grew up buying like the bulk version of every off-brand. So like Lucky Charms off-brand. So, what was that called? I don't know. I mean, like for example, like <laughs> Un- Unlucky Charms. Unlucky Charms. No, like for example, like Cocoa Puffs. Right, Cocoa Puffs. The Mexican version of Cocoa Puffs was Chocorocs. Oh, okay. So it's just like the, uh, you know, Latino targeted brand. Uh, so, eh, nah. you know, so you wouldn't be it. offended. So to answer my question, you wouldn't be offended by sombrerios. Hell no. Actually, you got to go to the Mexican stores. If you're, if you're smart, you go there because you get bulk buy. You get more for your money. Cisco, I'm about to leave America in like two weeks. I'm not going to bulk buy anything, let alone cheap Mexican cereal. Thank you, Rudy. Jesus Christ, this is awful. I immediately regret this. We just got served a plate of corn dogs and hot pockets. Ugh. Yeah, a corn dog is basically um. I think we were describing it to you early, Steve. It's just a beige dick on a stick, <laughs> <laughs> but breaded, right? But breaded, yeah, yeah. Because like, I mean, um, hot dogs look like dicks and buns, so this is uh. Steve, you remember that time you breaded your dick and fried it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that, basically. How's your Guinness Lucky Charms, by the way? I'm not touching. Get that fucking thing away from me. How many, how many spoons has he eaten? He's not. He's just. It's, it's really good. It's a actually. massive bowl. Yeah, I'm, he pours himself a huge bowl and he's just chowing down on it. I'm actually kind of. I kind of think he may have come onto something now. I think that might be a okay. thing. It's like better than milk and better than coffee in your cereal. Cisco, last week I convinced you, if you remember, um, what did I tell you the correct pronunciation of leprechaun was? Uh, uh, Leprechaun? Leprechaun. Yeah. yeah. I was lying. That's that's bullshit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Last week I convinced Cisco that he was pronouncing Leprechaun wrong <laughs> and that the authentic way was Leprechaun. But he, he didn't want to correct you because that would be offensive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay. This, yeah, see. this is a good point to talk about identity politics. So how often do you guys have to like hesitate when someone says that something about their own culture because you don't want to correct them? Because you're like, oh, okay, I don't want to like say he's lying. What, what, what do you mean? Like somebody's talking about my culture or they're yeah. talking about their own culture? Well, like and I your don't... culture, mm. other people's culture, because I mean, you guys are multicultural Americans living in San Francisco, which is probably the most multicultural place in America. So like right. if, if someone who's Chinese American is telling you something and you're like, that sounds like you're making that up, but I don't want to call you on it. And then you end up telling the same story to another Chinese American. They're like, yeah, you got, yeah, they were taking the piss out of you. I don't, I've never really been in that situation. I've been in the situation where people have told me about my own culture and I'm like, wait, that's Did I ever, wrong. Have I ever done that to you? No, no. 
Seems like something I might do. I think I, I, I would say I run into it often, uh, especially, uh, you know, in Latin American, everyone confuses you with, everyone confuses everyone with Mexican if you're, if you speak Spanish. So, you know, there are oftentimes. Wait, 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 wait. You are Mexican though, right? I am Mexican. Okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you called a Mexican so many times. This. I was like, oh, no, oh, sorry. God. I'm Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Canadian, Richie. What are you talking about? I'm Spanish. I'm a Canadian. <laughs> my mother is Spanish. <laughs> oh, man. No, so my, my parents are Mexican. I was born in, in L.A., but in L.A., you know, we have a melting pot of uh, Latinos. Sure. Metaphorical, not literal. Oftentimes, you know, you have, you have, you know, uh, Guatemalans, Salvadorians, and everyone's Mexican, but people get really pissed off if you confuse them for Mexican. Yeah, damn right. Because, like Puerto you know, Ricans as well. It. I'm sure they get that too. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, Puerto uh, Ricans, you can kind of identify a little bit more with how fast they speak. <laughs> but like they're so actually, also have, they're oh, American. Oh, oh, man down. I had Richie, a pizza, uh, had a pizza accident. The, uh, the hot pocket. He just had a bite of the hot pocket. Okay, it Richie. goes in the sleeve and there's no bottom on the sleeve. Anyway, sorry, go on. So, you know, we, uh, we do run into that a lot. Uh, I, I think, uh, but I mean, it's all good. You know, is that, what was that weird? Like growing up in an area where it was very communal, but from, but, communities that were similar but very different to yours at the same time so funny that you asked that uh my brother and i noticed that the people that we grew up in a primarily caucasian community mm-hmm. uh back when you know what this, 90, is, this is in la in downey downey california yeah okay so 94 95 is when we got there um and so it was primarily uh caucasian but uh as you know time went on uh more Latinos came in um, and now looking back at it, when we, when we go back and, you know, meet with our friends who, who are white as can be, uh, they all speak with a, I would say a Mexican accent. Oh, really? no way. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is the most. And how do you trippy. feel about that? I, I mean, cool, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's not like, like a cultural appropriation thing that. No, I mean, like, I think, like, I think for them, like, they, they got like, you know, a little bit of of a culture shock in them, and they were able to assimilate to the the growing community that was, you know, the primarily Hispanic community, and, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of interesting to see because we we benefited from it, you know, because we got the the whitewash almost, like we were able to to speak English without an accent, and that's a big deal in terms of your perception growing oh, up in America. For sure. You know, really? I think it like, it gives, I would say it gives us an advantage. Uh, my family and, and, or my brothers and I an advantage because we didn't get stuck speaking with like a uh, Mexican accent, you know? Really? Yeah. Cause you said, yeah. you sound like more Americans to some of my more in quotes, American friends, if you know what right. I mean? Like someone who didn't, who's not first generation anything, someone who's just been his family's been in America for ages. Like you sound more American than some right, of them. Right, yeah, yeah. It, it's very interesting, and we noticed that. And and even, I mean, I think you had an experience uh, too with uh, you know, with the, the spice with women. You know, like oh yeah, your friends, goddamn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're they're the, interesting people. The Latin spice in them. And yeah, the yeah. White girls. You know, I was legitimately terrified around them. Actually, yeah. <laughs> they were, okay, what does that mean? Very, like what Latin spice? What's going on there? Uh, they were uh, very sassy friends of Cisco's. Who I shared a car ride down to, to a U2 concert, actually, Steve. God, wonderful no. people, wonderful people, awesome people. Lovely yeah. people, yeah. Like, they're, they're yeah, very yeah. friendly, but they were like, oh, they were like fiery. Oh, they're fiery. They, yeah. were, t- they were like talking about people as if they hated these people with a burning passion. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's just... That, and that's it turns the, out they were friends. So <laughs> that's the Latin fire. You know, you don't, you know, in Latin culture, you don't, you don't, you don't fuck around with, uh, you know, just in any, any of your own. I think uh, that's something that comes off. From you know, growing up with, with that melting pot, and actually, Steve, this uh, this particular person, her father was they'd moved over from Scotland, <laughs> and she spoke like um, with Latin fire. Yeah, 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 exactly. And oh, the man. first time I met Kaylee, I assumed she was Mexican, like she's not a light skinned Mexican yeah. at all. Straight, yeah, she Scottish. actually Scottish. considers herself Mexican. Oh, really? Yeah. How does that work? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, how does that work? Uh, she grew up. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she grew up in that in that community, so mm-hmm. you know, for her, like that's. Like, I mean, does she outwardly, like, identify oh, now? Like, she wants to be Mexican, type of thing. Okay. Like, she loves that culture. Yeah, that's that's. that's but hey, I, may, I may be wrong, but no, she 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 got mad because I demoted her from being Mexican because she hired a cleaning lady, and I said, 
you're demoted. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do that. Hassan tried to hire a cleaning lady, and I'm like, you're going to replace me? Like, really? These two guys live together, by the way, for just a bit of context. Yeah. Yeah. I did try to hire a cleaning lady and I was like, Hey dude, it'll be awesome. We just, every two weeks we get somebody to come in and clean the place. Mm-hmm. And Francisco was like visibly like pissed off and like offended, like, holy shit. Like, and I was okay. Like, so like, is it because Latin Americans can't accept hiring cleaning people? Like, um, my mother would slap me if I ever did that. Just because it's like clean up your own shit. Yeah, of course. You know, you, one of, one of the most important things uh, that we grow up with is that discipline, you know? And uh, my, my mother, you know, she, that's what she does for a living. So it's like me hiring my mother to do that. You know, like, why would I do that? Was his son trying to hire your mother? Was that the real issue? <laughs> I mean, if he was trying to do that, then I could have benefited from her cooking and you didn't tell me and you fucked up. You oh, know? shit, but dude. We, we can hire your mom, dude. We can fly. We can all hire your mom. Yeah. I don't Use like where this is going. I don't like where this is going. I don't like where this is going, guys. That's okay. Welcome. Now, this is the Irish culture coming in. Is uh, you, Frisco? You gotta, you gotta realize this is all in jest. This, oh, so we talk about each other's moms. You can't talk about my mom. <laughs> hey, hey, you just you gotta get off my mom because I just got off yours. Oh, there we oh, go. Okay, we just get one. Nice, 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 nice. That wasn't that wasn't forced at all. Okay, gentlemen, look, leave, leave, leave your mammies, so. leave your mammies at the door. We'll all leave each other's mammies at home. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Good stuff. Hassan, did you like notice anything similar when you grew up? Because you grew up in a in a, a predominantly Muslim community, I believe, like very strong family ties, a big network of people. So, so my situation was pretty interesting because um, I have a huge family. I literally have like 80 first cousins. Um, it's massive. That sounds Irish. Um, <laughs> sounds Mexican. <laughs> we all, okay, that, whose family's bigger? Are we going to get into a debate about this? I'm, I'm only um, in 60 something. He did. <laughs> But I didn't end up really hanging out with a lot of Muslims growing up. Like I primarily hung around with. I grew up in Santa Ana, which was primarily Mexican. Like sorry, his you know, so Which I, um, like what what country would your would your people from? Like what were your family? So my parents are actually my dad is technically from technically from India, and my mom's from Pakistan. Okay, um, he like. Um, had he was actually an immigrant to Pakistan after the 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 split. That's that's probably. Sorry, I forget what I was talking about. Yeah, so I, I, I uh, you know, I ended up hanging out with a lot of cousins growing up. And then, like, outside of, like, family time, it was all spent, um, you know, hanging out with friends and absorbing, like, that culture more so than my own. So so it was an interesting sort of way to grow up. And was, it, and, was it insular at all? Did you feel separate from the rest of American culture? It was weird because I felt separate from like Pakistani culture because I wasn't like really engaging with it outside of my family. And I also felt, you know, separate from American culture. So for a long time, it was just like I felt like I was on an island and then not that this is therapy, but uh, <laughs> and how did that make you feel? It was awful. And then 9-11 happened and that shit fucked everything up. Let's not go there. Actually, no. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the questions, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Questions. God damn so it. we'll take a slight detour over there. Um, so hold that thought. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't until like college and when I met actually this guy, like we, I actually like felt like I was a, a part of a family, you know? Oh, like, felt like he was in a fraternity. Was, you know, <laughs> I was so you guys, you guys have, are college I buddies? might have edited out that whole fraternity spiel from earlier, so I don't know. Oh, shit. I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah we, uh, we met each other in college, and uh, when I came back from Europe, from doing uh, my, my time abroad Wait, in Europe. Do, doing your time abroad, was that like a conviction or... Oh, I wish it was. I would have loved to stay out there for life, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was in I was in Hamburg and in, uh, in Madrid uh, studying and working, and then I came back and I met this weird nerd-looking dude who I assumed was a software engineer, you know. Uh, but it turns out he was, you know, some video dude who tried getting into the design program but couldn't design, and I'm like, what? But successfully got into the design program and crushed it. Somehow, yeah. Okay, no, going uh, to ask you for two definition checks. Uh, checks. What's a sophomore and what does crushing it mean? <laughs> a sophomore. Oh, so, oh, so what I said was software engineer, software but a sophomore. Engineer. Oh, shit, sorry. You know, and, uh, I can explain, you know, the, the collegiate system. You know, if you got the freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior, those are you know, essentially first year, second year, third year, and fourth year of uh, Those are just university. terms and pitch perfect to us. We don't know what they actually mean. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So that's that's what it is. It's uh, just first, second, third, and fourth year in uni. Cool. And 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 crushing it, crushing it. Um, just 
How do I like just doing awesome? Can I? Can so, I this is, so here's okay. Here's a little Richie observation. You Americans are obsessed with really violent imagery in your <laughs> just general vernacular, like crushing it, killing it, like it, all of these things that not like it's. They say in work all the time. Oh, you killed it. Killed yeah. what? <laughs> you crushed it. Like you it's crushed that whatever that presentation or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You like, made it your bitch. That's basically what it means. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so awesome. Hassan thinks he's in a fraternity called KTS. Uh, Kappa Theta Sigma. Killing this shit. Jesus. <laughs> back in fraternity references. Just spoke Greek there as well, man. It sounds legit. So that was like your your own histories and your own particular cultures growing up. At what point did you always feel like you were American? Or did that come later on at some point? Was, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, honestly, it was it, it wasn't until fairly recently that I actually like like understood what it meant to be American. Really? Like like growing up, it was always like, oh hey, like you know, you're Pakistani, you're you're this sort of outside element, right? right. Um, but what I realized recently is, or, and we've talked, I mean, we talk about it all the time about America being a melting pot, but it actually is its own unique sort of expression, right? So that's why it's like, if I go back to Pakistan, they'll be like, oh shit, that guy's American. Like they're going to call me out in, in a heartbeat by the way I walk, the way I dress, the way I talk, just the way you sort of like carry yourself. Yeah. That in itself is the identity. It's not necessarily like what you look like. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas because everybody here is, I mean, for the most part, it's pretty diverse, um, we have really large, diverse populations that, you know, like when I met Francisco, I was like, okay, he's Mexican, but he's also American just because of the way he walks, you know, and the way he carries himself. Yeah. And I think there's a little like the way he crushes it. it. There's the way he crushes <laughs> it. Exactly. <laughs> and was there like a, a transition point or is it, is it just like a, a scale? Like it's a, it's a, it's a gradient where like, was there a moment where you went, okay, now now I'm in college, now, I feel American. Or is it, you're I think, always I a bit I think it was just like, I was always that, like we were, you're always that way, but it's just not, I think that there's two things about America. Like we, we, we force this integration. We force this, like, you know, uh, all these different cultures to come together, but we also tell everybody that they're different. And right. you know, you know, the, the media does that. The, the politicians do that. We're constantly dividing ourselves. And yeah. because of like how we basically before, because of where we're from and how we look. But if we think about it, we all sort of like act the same. We're all sort of like, you know, self-indulgent, you know, like extremely like wanting to be self-reliant. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't, I don't Almost know. Almost like capitalistic. Yeah. Like, super capitalistic. You're like, yeah. I, I earn, I earn. How much do you earn? Mine. How much do you earn? <laughs> yeah. What do you drive? <laughs> ten, 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 pesos. Pesos. 10 pesos. <laughs> we're talking about Silicon Valley. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, what about you, Cisco? Like, is there a point where you start defining yourself as American? That's a great question. Uh, so I think like for me, like this, this whole idea of ident identification and I guess like self-finding, um, it plays a lot into who I am and what I do for a living um, today, you know? So, um, you know, my, my parents didn't speak English very well when they had me. So they didn't actually put me into school, uh, immediately. So I, I didn't go to kindergarten. Uh, I immediately got put into ESL, right? So ESL is English as a second language, right? Oh, so geez. you're stuck in, it's a, it's essential remedial classes where you oh, have wow. to, at school where you have to, you know, you're in, with a group of people, um, who, you know, vary from Korean, Chinese to Latinos, you know, and, uh, and the Irish in that mix. Yeah. I don't think so, man. Uh, but, uh, we're, what's the one below remedial? <laughs> we speak English, but with such a thick accent, they think that we're, <laughs> uh, you guys are fucking it up, huh? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, during that time, I definitely, okay. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm Mexican, you know, there was actually a point in my life where we played soccer and it was in elementary school was whites versus Mexican. Oh, really? Whites versus oh, Mexican. And it got to the point where, you know, you got like. Wait, this, sorry, is this is self segregation amongst the kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like the teachers going, no, all right, kids, no, 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 no. you know what to do. No, with, within the kids, like, God and this is, this is fourth grade. What age is that? Fourth grade. So, so that's like ten? Nine? Oh, eight, nine. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, whites versus Mexican to the point where, you know, they had to actually like ban soccer because a girl got her leg broken. 
of course, it was a white girl, you know, like she couldn't hang, but. <laughs> but no, it is a brilliant segue into uh, hypocrisies. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, and I, I think this, uh, this whole idea of identification uh, comes back to the, uh, to the whole need to label everything. You know, in, in America, we like to label things, whether it's transgender, whether it's, uh, Mexican, whether it's blue, white, whatever it is, like we love to label shit. Yeah, I think I think it comes from like how big America is, it and is, it's yeah. like us just like trying to like make sense of how massive of a place it is and how different everything is, right? So sure. the culture between even between LA and San Francisco, which are both a part of California, is so massively different mm-hmm. that um, we you you just have to sort of like do that in your mind to like make sense of what this country is. It's 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 hard to just like think about like all the different cultures, right? But, and like to, to that point, you know, I think the, uh, uh, when you ask like, okay, what do you consider yourself? Like, yeah, I consider myself, uh, American with, uh, obviously my, my roots and my deep, I still identify myself as Mexican, even though I am American, I still identify myself as Mexican because that's what I grew up in. But, uh, in itself, like American to me means anyone who's here from anywhere in the world who's pursuing that American dream. Like I might that. put some music behind that. That's <laughs> what it comes down to. Cisco twenty twenty. You've mentioned the magic formula there, American dream. Like we all hear that our entire lives because yeah, outside of America too, because we watch all the American movies and TV shows. But like, what? Okay, what does it mean? It's different for everyone. Like I can tell you from my from my father. Like the American dream was, uh, you know, come to to Mexico or come from Mexico to the states and have a better life and provide a better life for his family. Like he knew sure, at, that's, at my, yeah, that's a very, that's a very solid one. Definitely. Yeah. At my age, you know, like he already had two kids, uh, I'm 29. So he already had two kids in a house. Uh, so for him, that was his goal in life. And, and I think he did, they did pretty damn well. They got four kids in absolutely university, yeah. you know? And, uh, so that he fulfilled his American dream, my American dream. I mean, it's still, I think I'm still chasing it. I don't, I, I don't know where the end is. Mm-hmm. But I'm still chasing it. And I think that's what it comes down to is if you're here to provide a better uh, outcome for your people, you know, yeah. and your community. Man, I'm not going to put the national anthem behind that shit. That was, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're crushing it. Killing it. I think it's just. You made the American dream your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's just a desire to do better than the status quo, right? right? So I think that's that's one of the most difficult parts about America is we are not okay with being at the same level as everybody else. Like, we have to be better. Like, right. we have to be, like, even, even individually, right? Like, when I think about, like, my work or my lifestyle, it has to be better than the average. And if that's the case, you can never, like, nobody... Everybody can't do that. It's not, yeah. it's not I'm actually grinning. I'm, I'm grinning you know? like, as that because that's, that's kind of what most Europeans look at and kind of just like shake their head and go, Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, it's ingrained into the culture and yeah. like, and I think, I think people are becoming self like more aware of it. Um, mm-hmm. but it's still like so deeply rooted that like, you know, I mean, it's, it's banged into us from, uh, you know, kids. I, and I notice it like when yeah, the, the simplest form is, you know, play like, uh, in schools, you have sports and you're encouraged to compete. You're encouraged to, you know, uh, develop your skills as an athlete and kick ass and chase, you know, your, your dream with the simplest form play, you know? Yeah. School, all that shit. Like, it's always about like beating the people that are around you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beating them how hard? Back to back world war champions. <laughs> hey Richie, what are you, what are you eating now? We, have to forget, we haven't talked about snacks in about 30 minutes. Uh, so the next thing I'm going to try eating is a can of aerosol cheese. Is that an accurate way of describing it? I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just a can of cheese. And there's a number of um, worrying things written on it. The most worrying thing being uh, no need to refrigerate. So I don't know. <laughs> um, Expiration date whenever the world ends. It says new formula. Still made with real cheese in italics as if to emphasize. <laughs> And it says also excellent source of calcium. My balls, I doubt this is an excellent source of anything. It could be an excellent source <laughs> of ball calcium. Anything. <laughs> Balsium. Okay. We didn't get crackers around. I'm just going to put it straight into my mouth. Apparently that's what you have to do. He likes it. 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that's disgusting. Oh. Do I, I, I don't think I've ever tried this either. Oh my god, I have never tried that shit. Oh, guys, you have to try it now as well. You can't just let the foreigner do it. Yeah. You have to do it too. That's nasty. Yeah. This is your culture. You guys have to do it too. That is a lot, Cisco. <laughs> oh man, I got it all over my mouth. Oh, it's really erotic. <laughs> yeah, it's not the greatest, but. No, that's the worst thing I've had here. It's not bad. America. It's not bad. So, next question I want to ask you guys is how do you feel? your perception of your identity has changed in the last few months since donald trump yeah basically oh. yeah and the the change in administration actually i guess both in the lead up to with the with the election and the mounting tensions there and also once it happened ah that's because there's like issues there's like both both cultures have been talking points for different reasons. Like yeah, yeah. The border wall, there's the executive order banning immigration. Well, on, in the lead up, um, I was like most, you know, people in California, liberal, like thinking there's no way this is going to work. Like, oh, yeah, we no had our own gonna, big old bubble going on. Yeah, there. it was like, so it was mostly just like, all right, just ignore it. It's not going to, there's no way this can, this can work. Like, there's no way he's going to win. Right. Um, and when it happened, it was like, oh shit, like I am disconnected from the rest of this country that I claim to be a part of, right? So um, I think even before that, I started identifying more and more as Muslim, like more and more like- In the lead up to the In the lead up and especially afterwards, because I'm like, okay, like- it's it's one of those things where like I can't you know scrub it off my face like I I so it's, have you tried I've tried I've tried <laughs> <laughs> putting bleach on your skin is not a good idea guys just a heads up <laughs> actually that's that's apparently very popular in Pakistan I think so right yeah no like there's a lot of Pakistan there's a lot of Pakistani guys in Dublin so like I work with a good few of the guys and like you hear these stories going back and it's like Jesus Christ they're not actually trying to do yeah, that yeah no there is a, there is really? a thing about like dark skin there and I'm like definitely on the opposite end of the spectrum on when it comes to that stuff I saw and I don't see that stuff. Yeah, did you do? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't see, I, don't I think see. we've talked about being a reverse Oreo. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, you just look like a white guy to me. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's worse. <laughs> Actually, Asan and I have like a running joke that um, recently in the past couple of months, you felt like more of an immigrant than I have. Yeah. Like I've like, routinely forgotten the fact that I'm an immigrant over here because I'm never, ever, ever made to feel like I am. I've never felt different in any of my interactions with with anyone it's never been an issue like race or belonging or anything like that whereas you have felt outside forces that cause a bit of tension in a way that i've never have yeah it's it's i mean now i guess we can talk about it um uh like it's it got really heavy around like 9-11 like you actually are like oh shit the people that they're showing on tv that could be they look like my cousins they look like my aunt or my uncles and it's like we're the enemy you know like that yeah. was that was the that was the portrayal and so at that point in 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 like in my life like i was actively trying to distance myself from my culture really like actively like i was like okay i'm not gonna hang out with like pakistanis i'm not gonna hang out with muslims i'm gonna get into music and film and like do the most like non-traditional things that I can think of. Is that why you got into music and, and film? Yeah, that, I, 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 I think that's the primary reason I got into it. Like I always like was like a little bit musical, but it wasn't like until that point where I was like, I don't think I made a conscious decision to do that, but it was, I definitely got into shooting more film, producing more music and constantly wanting to do that right yeah. after 9-11 like it, 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 and it, it only dawned on me recently to make that connection where I'm like oh like I was actually like trying to distance myself from anything that was wow yeah and then now on the flip side like you know ten, how long it's been like 15 years plus it's now I'm trying to do the opposite I'm like okay I, I, I do this thing right like I'm a, I'm a filmmaker I, I make music but now I want to bring that culture back into my life. And, right. it's, and it's been, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to, um, so what, is, like, what does of, that mean? Uh, like what, how, how do you bring the culture back into your life? Like how would you, what do you do in your daily day that would make you say like, this is what I do because I'm a Muslim? Well, I think it's more of like, okay, I am a filmmaker. I'm a mu musician. Like the way I'm producing music, like I'm looking at, you know, Bollywood samples and yeah. like listening to like, like taking, taking inspiration from the work that is from that part of the world. Um, more so than anything. And 
you know, there was a, there was a point like last year where I went strict halal. You know, I don't know if you know what oh, halal is. Okay. It's like our oh, yeah, Muslim course, yeah. version of kosher. I don't I, I don't eat pork, but I don't I do eat like non halal. But there was like six weeks last, like a, a couple of years ago, not last year, uh, where I was like, I'm gonna go halal. Like I definitely want to make this a part of my identity more so than I have been in the past. And actually, just to um, ask, because in Ireland and the UK, where a lot of our listeners are from, it's actually not difficult to go halal. But is it difficult in California? It's not difficult. There's definitely options, but it's not like I can go to, you know, like I'm, I'm giving up some, giving up some things. We're not going to go and have steaks every, every night at a yeah, random yeah. restaurant. Like if you want to go have a halal steak, you got to go to a traditional meat market, go buy a steak, cook it at home sure. or go to the one of the 10 restaurants in all of LA or all of Southern California. There's, there's not really a lot of options um, to do that sort of thing. But I also was like, it's not, it's not hard, but it's just like, it's like a choice, you know, yeah. like I just chose, I just choose not to do it, I guess. It's easier to go non-GMO, vegan, range-free. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy. It literally is. It's easier to find a completely gluten-free vegan yeah. go, steak I, restaurant. I have to go out of my way to find gluten. You don't develop those allergies until you move to California. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something about the air, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. I had no idea, dude, that you, you made such a conscious shift away from after in like the wake of 9-11. Yeah, it was almost to the point where I didn't want to really like hang around with my cousins and stuff and like not oh, wow. wanting to like my parents love like Indian music, Bollywood music. And granted, it was pretty terrible back then. It's actually gotten a lot better. Recently watched a, a Bollywood film and I literally was just crying the entire time. It was so good. What was the name of it? Uh, it was called Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Latika. Wait, yeah. weren't you in that movie? I was in that movie. Oh, Thank nice. you, Prince. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I was. It was called something and sons. Kapoor and sons. Okay. Um, and it was like you know it looked like an indie film, and it was like it wasn't like about like uh, it was just it just was better, mm-hmm. you know, like better written, better shot. Um, mm-hmm. Cisco, what about you? Like in terms of uh, since the Trump administration stuff, like the border wall is like a big deal. Uh, yeah, Has this changed how you've ident- like have you pushed away from the American side of your identity back towards Mexican? Or? No, um, I don't think so. I think like I think there's a difference between uh, what's happening now and what, what what I mean. It's it's always been there, but I think now there's a leader who's preaching it. You know, I'm honestly I'm honestly terrified to travel outside the country uh, because I'm afraid I'm going to be looked at as an idiot uh, and look because at you're American. Yeah, oh, no. Because no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. Like, you know, first, yeah, I'm going to jump in straight there and say, no, no, don't worry about it. this. Isn't, this isn't like um, when you guys had George Bush and you guys went to war in Iraq and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Granted, I knew the tourists had to, from America had to go travel with Canadian badges on their bags to try and avoid being called American. But the difference this is that everyone understands Donald Trump cheated, lied, and just fucking was a total yeah, no scumbag good. to get there. And we feel sorry for you guys. No one is actually going to call a single American and say it's your fault because of Trump. It's uh yeah, no, we like if you meet if you meet a European out there, go travel and we're gonna be like, oh man, that must be hard. <laughs> no, you know what? Like I think um the important thing is to still retain the values that you that you grew up with, you know, and uh um, any uh, pursue that make America great again idea that is not there, uh, but that has always been there for the people who have uh, been striving to chase that greatness. Uh, you know, because I think you know the states is an uh, an amazing place to be in and to prosper. But uh, I, I think it's it's now up to the people to understand uh, that they have to essentially uh, you know do amazing shit so that it doesn't reflect on on our people uh because of one idiot you know well i think for the for a lot of like for the last eight years we're all on sort of autopilot you know we're like oh we got obama like he's gonna he's not gonna he's not gonna fuck us up too bad like he's a president he's gonna do some stupid shit but it's not gonna be like we were just like phoning it in for a long time. And I, and I, and I can say that for myself like i wasn't really following politics i wasn't really following the the things that were happening and now there's no option. You kind of have to follow. Oh my God. Like you can't check out. Yeah, dude, you're preaching it's the choir. That's the whole everywhere. reason this podcast exists is because in order for me to just operate at a basic social level here, I felt I needed to go out of my way to 
bring myself up to speed and that's why we got Steve and that's why we started doing all this just yeah. because otherwise the, the, like what are you doing there's you can't contribute to any sort of even just like go around the office today like that's people are just talking about Trump and pulling out of the the parsing yeah um the parsing and that, that, like that was a, that was a hot topic and if you if you aren't somewhat literate when it comes to these situations then you're just left behind it, it, it's kind of it, it's good and bad because then that gives you know the opportunity for uh, other people who uh, go about you know their day thinking that they're experts in politics when it's like no leave politics to the experts you know leave it to Steve yeah leave leave it to Steve you know uh, but you know, at least like. <laughs> at least we're more aware now you yeah know? That's we're it. more that's aware it. like we don't need to know everything but i mean i think now it, it's gotten people to wake up whether or not we do something about it i mean that's please do something you know. yeah well there was a luxury that came or came with being an american right you you know we're a massive nation yeah we had these attacks last major attack was september 11th that's like 18 years ago right but uh, no, 16, 16 16 years ago um but i think that's a luxury because a lot of other places around the world are constantly like you have you have more turmoil you have more change that's constant mm-hmm. here it was like again like for for the better part of my life i was just phoning it in you know and then now it's like oh shit so i don't have fault. That. yeah it's my fault it's definitely you my fucked fault. it all up i fucked it all up by living in california and not in some fucking random you should have been state. tweeting more i should have been tweeting more right? yeah they say keep your friends close but keep your enemies close why do you think we live together man exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay look to stop a culture war from erupting as great as it will be for the podcast richie i'm gonna ask you um so you you moved to america like two two and a half three years ago now how long was it yeah almost three so like how how do you think America has changed since you came? Well, I came just as like the election stuff was beginning to take seed and heat up. So I, I actually, it was, it's actually, if you think about right. it, I don't think you did because like the election was only, it wasn't even a year ago. What was it? It was like, it only began no, like, like the, in terms of the conversations that happen around it and how much it appears in the news and speculation cycle. Like all of that stuff, the, the, the lead up to it, like you guys know the, the dominance of an election, like yeah. it, it, you guys, it happens way in advance of the election. Like like you guys, your, yeah, elections, like, your elections go on way too fucking long and the entire yeah. world can get together and agree. Jesus Christ. Can you guys Dude, stop that? I, shit? Yeah. I, uh, I'm a hundred percent with you, Steve. Yeah. Like yeah. The, so like when, when I got here, those things were already starting, but, but albeit at its very kind of lowest level. Um, so it happened very gradually for me. And mm-hmm. like before I knew it, like it was kind of like, I remember one day being kind of casually aware that Trump, that dude who was in Home Alone 2 and that shitty reality <laughs> show, he's going to run for president. That's a funny thing. Like, oh, SNL are talking about it. That's funny. Ha ha ha. Click like on YouTube. And so I guess the, the, that change, it happened so slow, so, so slow mm-hmm. that I, I didn't even realize it's like a lobster being in boiling water. You don't know until it, it's too late. You know what I mean? You don't feel it get hot around you until it's too late. So in a lot of ways, I never really had like this revelation of like, oh, the politics, the political scene in America is going through a shift. It just kind of happened. You know, what's a, what's what's funny is right after Obama got elected, there was a huge like right wing boom, right? The, the, the Tea Party was, you know, sort of like founded right at like, was that 2008? Um, and I think, I think if you weren't, like there for those things. Yeah. Like if you weren't here for when the Tea Party boom was happening, when you know people were throwing racial slurs at, at the president, mm-hmm. um, like the thing that happened with Trump seems insane. Um, but if you sort of like take into account all those things that were happening, it, 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 it just sort of makes like a logical progression of like these yeah. really fucked up. Yeah, it's your patterns really are fucked up, but really them. different people or different mindset that just you know became. Yeah, I guess when I was in Ireland, it was, it was around like the height of Obama when I was like at the age where I was thinking about this stuff. And so, you know, everyone seemed to, of like my, my demographic liked Obama and it seemed this progressive. Did they, did they know about the Barack Obama um, gas station? There's a Barack Obama oh, gas station? No shit. <laughs> so in Ireland, so do you remember a couple of years ago, Barack Obama went to Ireland? Apparently, if you trace his lineage back far enough, there is a small town called Mon- Moneygall in Offaly, Steve, yeah. am I right? Yeah, Mulligal, yeah. Um, where, where his ancestry can be traced. Small that's, little. A, that's the African side of his ancestry, right? Traced. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
um, the, you could trace it to this one little tiny village in the middle of Ireland. Like, I, I, again, see, was there much of an agenda to his trip or was this just like a... a it was before it was before the 2012 election, so it was about 2011. He was playing, oh, okay. up, to, he was playing up to the Irish votes in the Northeast and right. America. Yeah, which account, which is apparently like accounts for a lot. Um, so he, he did this trip. To, yeah, he did this trip to Ireland and he went back to his ancestral home, which is a money got off the tiny little town in the middle of nowhere. And to mark this momentous occasion where not a lot of shit ever happens ever in this one little place, they um, created a gas station. It's not just that. Yeah. It's actually there's a motorway, um, like a highway that drives just past the town. Um, like we, we built yeah. our we built our highways in the last 20 years so they're kind of new and amazing for us yeah. and uh, we're still talking about it as you can yeah, see it's great but um, that town didn't have an exit but they built an exit especially for his motorcade to drive off the highway to get to the town oh my god that's amazing yeah. and they kept it there afterwards because obviously you built it you're going to keep it and they decided yeah. to put a gas station called the Barack Obama Plaza which is still there today Wow! and yeah. has like a massive um, what's the name of those giant American cars from the 50s uh, Cadillac. A Cadillac. Cadillac. It's got a massive a Cadillac, white. Yeah. It's got a massive white Cadillac, actually white, ironically, but just sitting there at the <laughs> at the front of the plaza as you're coming in, and it's huge. It's actually it's probably the biggest fucking thing I've ever seen in Ireland. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a nice gas station. This gas station is, so, is that gas station killing it nowadays? It's crushing. It is it, crushing. It's it crushing. Is crushing. Business is booming. It's it just is weird because I took Eddie there actually when Eddie came to Ireland. Their friend Eddie. Yes. He, um, we were driving to the Cliffs of Moher and we passed by it on our way to the Cliffs of Moher. And Eddie was like, does that say Barack Obama? Does that gas station say Barack Obama in the middle of Ireland? <laughs> and uh, we stopped there on the way back. Just That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> before I came over here, obviously Barack Obama was the president. I move over here and I'm in San Francisco again, which feels more like a European city at times than an actual American city. And I've heard a few Europeans say that totally like I, I at the time I didn't even I wasn't even aware that I was in a bubble right at the very beginning and I only became aware I was in a bubble when that night we've talked about it on the podcast before the night that um Trump got elected I was in Arizona and freaking out in an Airbnb after getting my first bit of experience <laughs> of like rural you need a carrier passport in Arizona they will deport you me <laughs> well mainly Mexicans but right just in case really you know? I was actually a in flight to, uh, I was in Europe for two weeks and was in flight to Rome during the election. Like literally, like sent, like uh, did my mail order ballot. Um, and well, the dumbest thing I did was order the in-flight Wi-Fi because oh. I could refresh the election rates. Oh yeah. And then for whatever reason, I decided to watch the night of too. So I'm having the most anxious flight in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> the most massive migraine, like refreshing election results, being like, oh my god. And there was people on this airplane crying. Like, yeah. people were freaking oh, out. It, it was bizarre. I could not believe it. I was like, what is going on? So where were you when it happened? Were you at home with your family? I was somewhere here, but I was just like, just like, okay, like, you know, this is going to be a, a sweep. Yeah. You know, Hillary's yeah, gonna, there's no way. Hillary, yeah. Hillary's going to take this. But and then you're just like, what? Like, what? And what was the ripple effect amongst your, your families, your extended communities back home? People were scared, especially my family, like, um, you know, like a lot, a lot of Trump's, uh, you know, pre-election rhetoric and even now is very anti-Muslim. Right. So sure. I was I mean, I was honestly like afraid for some of my family members and in parts of Southern California is a little bit different than Northern California. There are actually like super conservative areas. Like if you go down to South Orange County, Orange or, County. Or, mm, or, yeah. or Inland Empire um, and I have family in both of those places. So I'm like, OK. And those and some of those places, you know, voted majority Trump. And you're like, OK, if this person is spewing this shit on on TV and on, on, on online, um, what how does their con, how does his constituency actually feel about him or feel about the things he's saying? Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I saw Facebook messages from some of my cousins being like, hey, don't go out wearing your hijab, which is the headscarf. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, be careful, you know, don't like go mm -hmm. to these areas and stuff like that. And you're like. Hmm. You know, in Southern California, like yeah. in America, like I yeah. can't like, you know. Um, and did, did, so. did anything actually happen? Like, did you hear reports of actual things happening or? I mean, no. I mean, there was definitely a spike in like, I, I remember just reading the reports on, on, on hate crimes. Sure. Um, a lot of it was just like nonviolent stuff. But I, I think even, even like one of my cousins was telling me about something that had happened to her. Um, 
when she was just like filling up gas or something like somebody just yelling at her or something. And I was just like, that's terrible. You just don't feel wel- welcome. Right. You're like, wait, yeah. I've been here my entire life. Like, what do you mean? Where do I go? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't obviously, um, violent acts and physical acts and shouting is obviously horrible and terrible. Yeah. Um, but also just the, the culture of tension, um, that's like pervasive on a day to day, hour by hour, minute by minute basis for someone to not feel welcome in a place that yeah. they've called home. That's crushing. I, I was so happy I was not here. Not the good crushing, the bad crushing. Yeah, the yeah. bad crushing. Crushing it. The soul the- crushing. <laughs> no, I'm so. Uh, I was so glad that I was in Europe. Like I was in Italy, and granted, like whenever we went out to dinner, and um, you know, at the the. The restaurant staff would ask us like what did you guys do and i was like i'm from california i didn't do shit like, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my fault it wasn't my fault i promise but this is what i'm um, saying this is what i'm I, saying like the world recognizes that it's generally not your fault unless you're one of the cunts yeah. that actually went and got them in there it's not your fault well there's uh, like half the people right are those well not even not even because he lost, he lost by three million of the popular vote the fucker stole it yeah yeah we already talked about the electoral college, right? Oh, we're going to oh, do, do, we'll do an episode on that later. Oh, nice. I fucking the electoral college. Long election cycles in the electoral college. Your democracy, even though it's the modern of all, it's the father of modern democracies. You guys fucked it up. <laughs> you two specifically. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we fucked everything up. Francisco, what about you? What about oh, your family? Your family's your... Uh, I have, my whole family is in, in Mexico, right? So, um, except uh, my direct family, my parents and my brothers. I kept getting messages from my cousins and, uh, you know, Mexicans were very, we're, we, we were jokesters, I would say. Uh, and, uh, they just kept saying like, you're going to get deported, bro. You're going to get deported. <laughs> they were laughing. Cause they're like, they're like, wait, is he, is he for real? He really wants us to pay for the wall. Like what the fuck? Like, so, I mean, I got a different side of it, but I think, uh, just in general, like the people, um, in my community, I would say like, well, that, that, that I grew up with are, were very confused. Um, even some, some of the, uh, older, more educated, uh, people that I've grown up with, uh, who are of uh, Mexican descent just were outraged and did not understand like how the hell he won and what the fate of everything was. I think given that those, the majority of those people, um, that were, or that are of Mexican heritage are now citizens. So it doesn't really affect them uh, to the extent that it might affect other families who are not uh, citizens. Um, but I think um, it, it was just a, a time for people to, that, that was like the wake, waking point. Yeah. You know what I just uh, realized was that it was mostly the, the uh, second generation Americans, right? The, the people that were actually born here that were freaking out way more yeah. than like my parents were my freaking parents weren't out. freaking out my aunts and uncles were not freaking out they're like this is my dad was joking he was yeah, like, same here. They're he was like, like what this is, is hilarious because compared to pakistani politics this shit is nothing right yeah. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> i mean yeah even like i mean mexico you got freaking cartels corruption it's like oh okay cool <laughs> <You know? laughs> cool but yeah it, it was definitely those uh like like hassan says uh, that generation of people i think like like him and i um who really were like uh, okay like well well, what's different, you know, and that's where you get like these groups of further identification, you know, where uh, people feel the need to identify themselves even further now being within your own country because you've been blasted by this dude. Who's- but I think what was really refre- refreshing was actually a lot of the uh, the protest stuff that happened like immediately. Yeah, afterwards. sure. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There was that like definitely helped like get through that moment a lot easy like better you know um i remember uh, i was taking a flight back from from southern california to la it's like an hour, hour or southern california to san francisco it's only like an hour flight and i was flying in the san francisco international airport and that was a day where i think the day after trump had announced his like quote-unquote muslim ban. yeah his muslim oh ban, the right? first the first try yeah the first try and there was all sorts of protests that erupted, right? Because all these people were getting arrested or detained at the airports. Yeah, so it was a disaster. At every major airport in um, in America, international airport, there was protests. And I had a flight coming in from Santa Ana, which is a small airport, to San Francisco. It's a decent-sized airport here. And before I even left, they're like, we have to rewrite your flight 
because you can't land in that airport right now. Jeez. So I ended up landing in Oakland, but the entire time I'm sitting there and I'm not, and I wasn't pissed. I was actually like, <laughs> yeah. I was actually had a smile on my face. I was like, that's actually For pretty once dope. someone did something. Yeah. Cause I was like, like, Oh my God, this is this, this people are so outraged that this massive airline has to like the expression, change. The expression that I heard was that protesting was the new brunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new, the new <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love that. That's <laughs> Turn out to a teacher. I mean, just drink a Pepsi. It'll solve all your issues. Yeah, just a fantastic gift that I'll put in the show notes of um, it was a riot. Um, and there was two guys that splintered off from the riot and they were just fighting and they're rolling around on the ground, like just beating lumps out of each other. And the guy's filming this on his phone from his like first person's perspective and he gets up closer to the fight and then his hand comes in from the bottom of the frame with a Pepsi can in his hand <laughs> and he's frantically that? gesturing it at the two guys trying oh to break up the God. fight with a Pepsi can. <laughs> so we, we spend a lot of time here talking about like the negative parts of um, America, which I guess is kind of to be expected given the, 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 times. the, the yeah, the times a little bit, but yeah, I wanted to like, just take it away from that a little bit if we can. And I guess put it back to Steve, Steve, from the outside looking in, like what, when you were growing up, like what were your perspectives of America, not having lived there or anything, but what, what did you think of America growing up and how has that changed the more you got into politics? Yeah, no, it's, it's America is the behemoth. If you grow up in Ireland, you watch American TV, you watch American uh, TV shows and uh, movies, Mm -hmm. you listen to American music and you're just constantly surrounded by American culture. So, I mean, you, you can't get away from it really. And not only that, but like, I don't come from a particularly nationalistic Irish family. So like the whole counterculture Irish thing that some people try to get where you speak Irish and you're mad into Irish sports and you're mad into Irish culture. That wasn't really part of my growing up. So I was free to go and enjoy the the fun cultures. So I generated towards American and like mm-hmm. I visited America maybe seven or eight times now at this stage. I'm crazy into American history. I love American politics. I love, I love how the system works. I, I would be hopeful to think that once you get past this blip of having this tangerine psychopath in charge of your um, in charge of your white house that um you'd be able to get past it it's 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 not just america like so you have to actually say like the entire world is going through a flux right now it's caused by what happened in 2008 and 2001 and all these different landmarks that have happened since the cold war in fact you could keep on listing cataclysmic events in the world and say this caused the next problem but we're going through a flux in the entire world we got like France has got Marine Le Pen. She's an out and out Islamophobic racist. And the United Kingdom is leaving the European Union. It, Germany are, they've got Nazis coming up. I mean, we already had an entire world Steve, war. Steve, you remember, sorry. I'm, yeah. s- I started this by saying I was going to take this to a lighter tone. It's not working. <laughs> and you start talking about Nazis. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. The entire <laughs> world need, is getting I think there. You need, I think you need some Guinness and Lucky Charms. Oh my God. I mean, Nazis are I, literally the lighter tone. <laughs> you see that's what i'm saying but the world is is fighting it back the world is fighting it back so the, the, the uk they brexited but they're trying their best to make a nice brexit the germans are squashing those nazis the french fucked off the pen the irish sure we didn't even have it we're, we're we, we couldn't even be ours going to the negative side so i'm and like trump is going to collapse he is going to burn and everyone expects him not even to last the next one year let alone the next three so there is there is optimism there is hope and I honestly think that once we get these couple of tough years out of the way, that these assholes that have been able to claim the spotlight will be shown to be this, the charlatans and dickheads that they are, and we'll be able to take it back and get some like, positive politics in the world. You saved it, Steve. You pulled it back around and saved it. I mean, there are amazing things about living here. I mean, one For of the sure. things is um, we have some of the most diverse, like, actual landscape here. Yeah, oh, Jesus, America, yeah. Right? So, like, it's, it's I mean, I've been i haven't been all over the world but i've been a few places each of those places are really beautiful but you don't have all the combined like you know you, know, you don't have desert like deserts mountains forests well california that's what it is I mean, it's like just, everything just california one, right you know? state of california yeah, well, has every climate you can two imagine. years ago i did a road trip around california and in one weekend i was staying in yosemite valley and it was like zero degrees trying to sleep in a tent um five days later i was sleeping in death valley trying to sleep in 38 degrees this is fahrenheit yeah. for the americans yeah yeah, it was it was no, Celsius. Shit, he's Celsius. <laughs> Way to confuse me even more. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, like, like I said, you know, there's this is I mean, especially San Francisco, like 
it's, I would say it's uh, a city of opportunity. You have an idea, you have a dream, especially now in today's like tech driven world. Like you come here and you can get that shit done. And uh, if, you, the, if you can afford to pay the rent. For sure, yeah. You know, that's why you gotta that's why you gotta get loans on top of your school loan. Yeah, like ten people living in a room. So I mean, you know, that there's that positive aspect of, of things is that you you could uh definitely succeed here and you have the opportunity to do it. Um and you know, it's uh it, it, that comes obviously with with a price, right? Um whether you sacrifice time and family, uh like you know, a lot of these pe- people that what was that? Health care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, a lot of the people who have immigrated here uh, oftentimes leave their family behind. But I mean, they come in, in hopes of fulfilling their dreams. So that's that's I mean, a lot of a lot of families like even in my in my family, we send back. I mean, I personally send back money to Pakistan like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's oh, it's, really? Oh, well. yeah. He just sends it back to the Pakistani government. Yeah, I just, yeah. You say you send yeah, it back yeah, to Pakistan. Here you go. <laughs> Speaking personally myself, like I've loved the past couple of years here. Um, I'd be very hard pressed to list any negatives at all. I know I'm saying that from, I'm coming from a very privileged situation. Like mm-hmm. I came over here to a job and I've had a job the whole time I'm here and I've been, you know, gamefully yeah. employed, which has allowed me in to San pursue Francisco, certain which things. Is a which in San Francisco, place, yeah. really diverse, beautiful place, wonderful people, you two guys. I mean, best state. Yeah. Like it's, it's a beautiful place and I'm very, very lucky, but like, like and, but even in general, the little, the little bit of America that I have seen has been largely, largely positive. And I think it's easy right now to get bogged down in the criticisms of America. Like it's kind of a trendy thing to do um, right. on the outside. Like every BuzzFeed-esque ripoff in every other country will on a weekly basis post stuff about funny things about Trump or things he's tweeted and associate with that comes an awful lot of like funny criticisms. And when SNL sketches that come out every Saturday night are making fun of this stuff and then they go viral. It just becomes part of the zeitgeist to poke fun at America. Yeah. Um, but like even just getting away from all of that, there's so much that's been so good about this place for the past few years for me. And the way I kind of look at America, and this might seem a little bit weird, but it's it's a superpower, right? But it's also super young. And to me, it feels kind of like, um, like a Justin Bieber-esque child superstar <laughs> who's like super young but still gotten trying to all figure of this, itself out. Yes, he's gotten all of this. He's pissing in a bucket, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, got, he's gotten all this notoriety and all of this like exposure and that can kind of like you're all of a sudden put in the spotlight and everyone's looking at you and you're still trying to figure yourself out because you're, you're technically new to all this. And yeah, sure, you might like speed down a highway while off your face on drugs in a Lamborghini. But, you know, in a couple of years, you might come out with a really cool acoustic album and mellow like out a of it. cool, like, Despacito song, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That Spanish, I'm sorry, Spanish that's there, what, you know? That's okay. what America Can we get needs. to that America, America now, please? <laughs> Can we get you know, to the I'm Despacito sorry. America, please? <laughs> you want to get to the tropical house version oh, of America. You <laughs> <laughs> want to get to that phase. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it, it can be super easy to, to make fun of um, the country, but I think there's also so much... Aside from, I mean, that. I think it's important to check out, right? It's important to like tune out from, you know, um, the media, the politics, the face, like the Facebook groups and all that bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, like the other day, I was just sitting out. I have a we have this deck that overlooks our our street, and I was sitting there doing nothing, and it was amazing. Like it was just you're you're in this place where um, it can be quiet, it can be loud in certain places, it can be quiet, it can be beautiful, it can be dark. Like it's, it's, it's so diverse in, in the type of people it has and the type of experiences you can have within the country too. So it's like, you can make, make it what you want it to be basically. Yeah. I mean, I think that generally people here are also very, uh, open and, and warm and nice, you know, and, uh, I mean, obviously that it's a little biased because of the places that I've been to, uh, maybe have a little bit more culture in them. Um, so I've never gotten to experience a place but where I think that's a, that's a funny thing to say. Like, what is culture? What am culture, please? Yeah, what am culture? What, what am culture? <laughs> but like the the bravado, the 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 do it yourself attitude, the, the the nature of like just American like being. That's a culture too. And I think we we um, associate culture with a long history or a long tradition. But the tradition here is to adapt to change to, i mean it's yeah well it's, uh, it's both right it's uh keep it adapt it change it evolve it you know? crush it crush, crush it, it. <laughs> that's the tagline right there that's yeah. the yeah. tagline keep, keep it change it what something adapt it adapt it change it adapt it Is this no a, keep it basic? change it evolve it 
crush it. You're basically describing like a geopolitical bop it. You remember bop it? <laughs> <laughs> keep it, keep yeah. it, keep it, change it, adapt it, adapt it. Oh, no, I mean that. Yeah, that's uh, you know the the whole melting pot idea. That's 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 where it, where it all comes comes down to is uh, you're gonna if you come. I, America is a fucking melting pot, whether you love it or. Or you hate it, like it's a melting pot. Like, but, the, but the product the melting pot creates is different from all the ingredients. Like it's, that's, it's usually beans. It's usually <laughs> beans. <laughs> it's a lot of beans recently. <laughs> I mean, we need a little bit more curry in that bitch, yo. Chuck <laughs> <laughs> a few potatoes in there, my friends. Oh, we got a stew going. <laughs> I'm hungry now. <laughs> I think I think that's a good place I need to end it. If I'm honest, <laughs> I was going to. Yeah, by default, my muscle memory was to thank you for the theme music, but you're right here. I guess thank him in person. Give him an OTPHJ. What's that? OTPHJ. What's OTPHJ? Oh, do you want to whisper that into the mic? Over the pants handjob. There we go. Magical. <laughs> I can't believe that you got that acronym off so easily. Yeah, uh, you, you, you said that with a confidence of a man who uses that on a daily basis. Hey, you got to hand some out every now and then. <laughs> nice, choice of, nice choice of words. Um, yeah, so thank you for the theme music. Uh, do you want to end by doing an acapella version of the theme music? Do, 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 do. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for... Um, our, our numbers were really good last week, so thank you to all the new listeners who joined uh, in. Check us out on Twitter at WhatAmPolitics. Uh, put it into Facebook, WhatAmPolitics. Give us a like. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to email us, you can do that at WhatAmPolitics at gmail.com. Cool. Any closing remarks, gentlemen? Make America great. It's always been great. Crushing in. <laughs> Brilliant.